The Infertility Podcast is a place of inspiration for every season in life, a resource where listeners can be encouraged to push past obstacles and be motivated by individual stories. The premise of infertility is understanding the season you are in and realizing that there are strategies that can be implemented to enjoy a fertile season. Now on with the show. Welcome to episode 22 of the Infertility Podcast. I am aware that I have a very wide range of listeners, and there are those who are on the journey in infertility, there are those that are married, divorced, and many who are still single. Uh, I appreciate each and every one of you for taking the time to listen to the podcast in whatever category or capacity you may be in. Um, But I wanted to make sure that there are some episodes for those who are in the single season, um, because I know that it is definitely a a hard season to be in. And um, as we're approaching the holiday season, I thought it was important to highlight this area because it can somewhat be a, a challenge during the holiday season. We're going, we're going to get into that uh, today. Uh, but this week I have a special guest, um, Jerielle. She is my dear friend, my little sister, my confidant, uh, my ministry buddy. Now, you know, in most recent months, my traveling buddy as we attended a <laughs> conference together. Uh, the list goes on and on. So welcome to Jerielle. And I might end the podcast call her Gigi just because I've known her forever. So um, her name is Jerielle, but you'll excuse me if I do say Gigi um, in the podcast, but I will try to keep it as professional as possible for the podcast. (laughs) So let us give um, Jerielle some time to kind of introduce herself, give us some personal or professional background um, highlights um, in the past maybe couple of years, things that she's achieved. Uh, just a short introduction so you guys can get to know who she is. Hey, everybody. This is absolutely exciting. I'm excited to be on this podcast with my best sis. Um, the fact that she's stepping out on faith to do this is absolutely amazing. So kudos to you. Mm-hmm. Um, well, yes, as she's mentioned, I am Jerry Yell. Um, I am an educator, a minister, a gospel recording artist. Yeah. Um, I'm a entrepreneur. My uh, my recent projects have been, of course, my, my, my newest and first debut album, which is called Jesus Saves. It's available on all platforms. You can check it out. Um, I'm also a conference host, a prayer strategist. I, I, I wear many hats and I wear yes. them well. Mm-hmm. Yes. She said she wears them well. <laughs> yes, honey. Yes. So, okay. Um, I know we can get... Uh, really talkative and so I want to make sure I capitalize on the time and let's get straight into the questions right um, because I know we can talk for days so the first question that I have for you is how long have you been single and also what have you learned thus far in your season of singleness well To be honest, I have not been counting. It's been that long. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't say it's been that long, you know, Mm -hmm. but I just, I don't know. I I guess I'm one of those that hasn't counted. I guess you could say that I've been having a good time. being Okay. That's good because your girl over here was counting. It was seven years, so I was counting. (laughs) Another year, God, another year. (laughs) Um, yeah, yeah, I, I haven't, um, I haven't been counting, but to be honest, I've, I've learned so much about myself Mm -hmm. during this single time. Um, I mean, when I, when I was in relationships, I realized that I was in them because I was trying to find me. I was trying to, you know, um, compensate for an emptiness that I had. Mm. You know, there was there were so many desires and things that I had to share, and I and I thought at the time that sharing it with someone else, or you know, in this case, sharing it with another guy, mm-hmm. um, that's what would give me value. That's what would kind of give me the validation that I felt that I needed. Um, mm. 
but then you know a whole situation happened and then um i think i had that in my entire life i think i've had only like three boyfriends okay um and my whole little wee 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 little life but uh, <laughs> uh yeah and i think from those relationships i mostly learned who is jerio what does she like what doesn't she like mm-hmm. um i learned what my gifts and my talents were i i learned um you know you know where i can grow and where i was stumped mm-hmm. um, and so when i got into when i focused on being single and i focused on me i learned to love myself i learned to love what i can do mm-hmm. i also learned that um i didn't um i didn't need the confirmation of others or, or this is something that i'm actively learning as mm-hmm. i grow and as i develop and notice what my gifts and talents are i realized that i don't necessarily need the confirmation of others mm. to do something that i realize i do really well right i can be the the one to drive myself and of course you have different people in your support system to ask advice and encouragement but the first person that you talk to the most is yourself yes so that's kind of what I learned. That was a long-winded answer. No, that's really good because we've talked about this in the podcast briefly about validation. Right. And I think that's something that we all struggle with, um, especially for those of us that are in ministry, that sometimes we're walking out and we're taking a leap of faith. Oh and God. sometimes we're thinking like, okay, these are the group of individuals we think are going to support us, but they don't. But they don't, and then, right. And then you have another group that completely embraces you. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so it's really hard to walk in your calling um, because sometimes you are looking for validation for the people around you. But it's so good that during this season that you've learned, hey, I don't need validation from a man. I don't need validation from anyone. Right. Um, God validates me. And right. I think that's a very, very good place to be at in the season of sing- singleness because oftentimes when people get married, if they don't know what their identity is, they yeah. get lost. Right. You know? So that's really, really good that that's a um, lesson that you've learned. So you've hinted to the fact that you have not been counting how many years <laughs> that you've been single, which is very good, like I said. So, And you've been enjoying yourself. So I want to ask what do you enjoy the most about being single? I Okay, so I enjoy the independence, the mm-hmm. freedom to be creative. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I know a lot of friends who are in dedicated relationships, committed mm-hmm. relationships, who desire to do certain things, but, you know, I'm, I'm just saying, you're, you don't always have the freedom. You have yes. to have permission. You have to double check your checkbook. <laughs> all kinds of, you know, there are all kinds of hindrances, you know, and things, you know, little checkpoints that you have to go through when you're in a relationship with, some, with someone. But when you're in a relationship with just yourself. Yes. There are so, you know, I mean, the sky is the limit as to what it is that you can try to accomplish and what you can try to do yes. um, with the time that you have now. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's what I enjoy the most about, about being, oh, single. being single. Very good. So what is your least favorite aspect of being single? The least favorite um, is... Because I don't want to use the word hate, you know. Right. <laughs> We could list a lot of hates. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I would say my least favorite um, is sometimes, you know, you're kind of at the end of the day, you know, you're winding down mm-hmm. um, and you have that desire to kind of call up that special person and say, hey, babe, you know, how was your day? Mm-hmm. And, you know, and you just want to kind of share how things went and kind of share some you know, issues, some things that you had to face, some struggles, maybe you need some advice. Mm-hmm. And, you, you know, it's not that the people around you who do love and support you are not filling that space or that void, but there's just like that, there's that intimacy, mm-hmm. you know, that, that, um, um, what is the word I'm looking for? The intimacy, the transparency Yes, that you can just feel so comfortable in when you're in a relationship. So that's the part that, um, that gets me the most in my singleness that I desire the most. Mm-hmm. In my singleness. Mm-hmm. Awesome. 
So, um, as I hinted in the intro, you know, we're entering the holiday season. And for me, um, one of the challenges I had when I was single was the holiday seasons because one, the questions that would, you know, arise by family members of when are you going to get married and all of that. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, also being on social media because this is the season where, you know, there's baby announcements, people are getting engaged, like Christmas and Thanksgiving is like the, for me, like the biggest time people get proposed mm -hmm. to. And that was like a really difficult for me personally um during my season of um singleness and, and it may not be your struggle but how have you dealt with um maybe the holiday season things that you've seen on social media whether it took place in the holiday season how have you dealt with seeing other people kind of advanced in that area and mm -hmm. you're kind of like okay i'm still in the waiting or maybe some conversations people have with you and they're like okay when are you gonna get married when are you gonna settle down right. and those right. questions oh oh my gosh it could be so annoying it is know? it's like <laughs> and, and I, not it can't be it is annoying <laughs> like how many photo shoots do you need to take oh. like, don't nobody need to but you know you're cute you're out there cute though but yeah, just, your ring is beautiful boo your ring is beautiful <laughs> we've seen every <laughs> angle Oh, it could be so annoying. And so like, it's just like, you know, you're happy. You're, you're happy for your friends. You're happy for your family. Yeah. I mean, forget holiday season straight out of high school. Folks was already getting married, engaged, having babies. Wow. And I'm over here like in my third year of college, like <laughs> I'm married to my degree. I'm married okay. to six o'clock class. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, you know, I love, but the thing is, you know, the flip side of it is I absolutely love the holidays. Yes. Um, I grew up in a family that's very united. Mm -hmm. um, so we always make sure that we have plans for the holidays. So we're always super busy. And of course, listen, anyway, I'm, by the way, I'm a minister's daughter. So when do you have time to date and take pictures? And, <laughs> and have boyfriend? I mean, where do you have the time? Please tell me somebody. <laughs> so there's always activities at the church there's always something going on so we were always we were always busy during the holidays um i mean if we if if somebody was around we'd make the time but because we enjoy being with family enjoy being with church family so there there really wasn't that much time to kind of sit back and realize oh my goodness i'm single you know mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so that kind of also built a confidence i mean I don't know, but I, I grew this resilience where um, I did not feel broken down that someone was in a relationship and I wasn't. Mm. I was actually, it, in a sense, it might seem kind of weird. I might be one of those weirdos, but I, in a sense, it encouraged me to be able to wait. It encouraged mm -hmm. me to say, okay, well, if she was able to make it and she has who she has, I'm good to wait. Mm -hmm. It also was a motivation as to why, it was a reminder as to why I'm waiting. Yes. Them jumped into relationships and then within two or three months, there was some kind of scandal, some kind of issue, some kind of something. Mm -hmm. And I did not want to have to go through that. I didn't want to have to go through all that hurt, that heartache, that setback, all that drama. You know, there was a season in my life where I did go through all of that. And I said, I'm not going through this again. I made a sound decision. Mm -hmm. I said, I'm going to learn who I am. I'm going to love me. I'm going to date me. I'm going to read to me. I'm going to tell me that I'm beautiful. I'm going to tell me, girl, you're rocking that dress. I will do what it is that I will. Would desire for my significant other to do to me mm -hmm. I will do it for myself and I will accept the comments and the and the well wishes of everyone who loves me and I'm going to train myself to be okay with where I am mm -hmm. um, not to be completely separated and completely immune from the fact that I do have those emotions and I do have those desires to be in a relationship yes. but for me to be in a in a place of stability emotionally mm -hmm. physically mentally you understand um, where I am not just hung on this idea of having to be in a relationship I told myself I don't want to be in that kind of a predicament I want to be strong-minded I want to be strong-willed yes. I want to know who I am and where I want to go and be able to be comfortable enough to celebrate when someone else gets their boo mm -hmm. and some yes 
So have you ever had to deal with those comments, um, again, whether in the holiday season or not, of, oh, when are you going to get married? And how do you kind of navigate through those type of conversations? <laughs> I'm a joker. So when someone, <laughs> when someone says something like that to me, I just bust out laughing like, you know somebody? <laughs> 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 I saw a meme this past week that says, when are you going to get married? And then the answer is, on my wedding day. <laughs> right. Right. That part. Okay. Yeah. yeah so you deal, you deal with it in a, in a joking way. Right. 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 Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's not awkward. Very good. Because those conversations can be very, uh, if not navigated the right way, they can become very tense. Definitely. Because I've been in those type of conversations in my single years and now, mm -hmm. you know, in my journey of infertility that you have to learn how to navigate through those um, conversations, mm -hmm. especially with family, because family feels or, you know, or even very close friends, they feel comfortable enough to say certain things. Mm -hmm. um, but you got to be kind of diplomatic in your answer and be respectful. Right. Right. Because you still, at the end of the day, have to sit at the table and eat together. Yes. So it's very, very important. Um, okay, so you are a minister, okay? And many people um, believe that or have the mindset that ministers don't struggle with the same things everyone else struggles with, that we've conquered, you know, everything. We've conquered every desire and we're yeah. out here living our, you know, best life and, and not <laughs> being <laughs> not being tempted and not, you know, having um, these feelings and these desires. So as a minister, what has been some of the challenges of walking in your calling and continuing to minister um, in this season? Well, let me tell you, I'm not even going to I'm, I'm going to keep it 100, okay? Okay. <laughs> um, I will find myself at times, and I'm, I'm going to be as straight up honest, I'll find myself whenever I get, like, uh, invitations or whenever I end up going somewhere, um, you know, to minister, lead worship, speak, whatever the case may be. I'll look around and say, okay, so let me see. This brother looking good. Let me see if this brother is here. I can't. Let me see how you do that one, two step. Hold on. Okay, okay. How do you raise your hand? What position is it in? So I know, okay, are you a beginner or are you full-blown in are you? Yeah, are you intermediate? <laughs> what you doing right now? Where you at? <laughs> I need to know. Yes. Um, so I do. I, I check and I look around and, um, you know, I kind of pay attention and I ask questions. I get to know um Oh, shoot. I get to know some of them, um, you know, kind of see where their mind is at, ask certain questions. Because, you know, they say that it's the guy that finds, but yes. I still find myself, you know, looking in too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just in case a conversation a conversation strikes, you know, I'm, I'm ready. Your girl's yes. ready, you know? Yes. But... I would say, you know, in aside from that in ministry, it's hard because you have to uphold a particular standard. You know, mm -hmm. for me, you know, my ministry is everything. It's my brand. It's my bread and butter. So there's it's a name that I have to, exactly. So mm -hmm. there's, there's a standard that I have to uphold because of, because of who it is that I represent. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it can get very challenging because sometimes you want to be able to go where certain places where some people go to find a man, you know, mm -hmm. you want to be able to go to certain events, certain um, gatherings and stuff, but because of the setting, because of where, because of what's being done, you know, you find yourself second guessing, you know, thinking twice, should I be there? Is this, is this what I should be doing? Is this how I should position myself? You know, you're scrutinized. You're on this pedestal. You're mm -hmm. putting this bright light, you know, you're in the spot spotlight and everyone is seeing you. And because of the particular platform that's under my feet, mm -hmm. I have to be absolutely careful with how it is that I manage my name, my reputation, um, and everything that is connected to who I am. So it can be, it can be really hard because here's, here's an interesting thing. I don't know, you know, we don't have any fellas on this podcast. I don't know, but <laughs> I, I, I often have had encounters with men who are intimidated by the authority and the influence 
um, that my brand and my name and my reputation carries. Mm. Um, and there are many of them who will just rather not say anything because they are afraid that they might get rejected because of who I am or the image that they see. And then, you know, there are others who are just kind of, mm, maybe she's a little, she, we might have to do that over because you might, grandma's voice is going to come through. It's okay. <laughs> Um, so yeah, there are, there are gentlemen who, who may find it intimidating and the ones who don't, you know, oftentimes I'm not sure why they don't step up. I mean, hopefully maybe after this podcast, somebody might. But but I've run into that. I really have. And the ones who are actually really bold about approaching you. Don't be having that that stuff in order. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, sir, are you serious? <laughs> right now. First off, I'd like you to know how to match your shirt to your pants. I cannot. Get the colors right. Get the right profile on your Facebook page. Cause yes. But, your I mean, page is a mess. You a mess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I cannot. I'm just, I'm just saying, you know, yeah. you got to come correct. But... But no, no, no. I, I, I realize that with me, that's often been the case. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of the men, they just decide not to say anything because they, they have this image or they have this idea of who I may be because of how it is that I minister. And when I go places and they meet me in person, they're like, the person that you are on stage is totally different from the person you are in person, mm-hmm. from, from who you are in person, sorry. Yeah, because you're such a joker. Yeah. And so they're <laughs> looking at me. <laughs> and you love to laugh. Right. But I'm, I'm, I'm like really sweet. I'm not as, I'm very bold, you know, I'm ministering because there's so much passion in what it is that I do. Um, And I've, I've been brought up to be bold about what I believe in, how it, and, and what it is that I do, you know, Mm -hmm, but in mm -hmm. person, I'm not that bold person shouting at people. That's not me. Right. (laughs) So, so yeah, I think, um, I think with ministry, people, get the wrong idea mm-hmm. because they're looking at the person who's on the stage and they think that that person is also who they're looking at or who they're going to deal with intimately. Yes. And that also can be very intimidating. Right. And I yes. want to throw something in there. I, I was even in a relationship with a particular individual who said to me um, that God didn't tell him that he was going to marry a pastor. Uh-huh. He would be the pastor of his household. Mm. And that completely caught me off guard because I never said that I wanted to be the pastor of the home. Hello. Let's put a pin there because oftentimes, <laughs> um, you know, there are people who run towards the calling and there's people who run from it. Okay. Right. That's first. And for those of us who run from it and then finally kind of get into it, um, it, it, one of the things you have in the back of your mind, especially as a woman is when you get into a relationship with someone, how is it going to be? Right. Because we understand that, yes, the man is the head of the household, but that doesn't mean that the woman is not functioning in a capacity, um, in ministry. Okay? Right. And that can be, um, intimidating for some. Okay. But I, I, I love the fact that you didn't let that hinder your walk and didn't let that hinder your calling because you knew at the end of the day what you had what you were called to do right and if that came at the cost of a relationship then it came out of the cost of the relationship bye felicia and it's it's okay because that totally proves that the person was not for you right Okay. And then sometimes, um, cause like you, I've only been in two relationships in my entire life. Um, and that's why I don't really like talking about my ex because people can kind of like know who it is, you know? So I'm very careful of what I say cause mm-hmm. I still want to be respectful. But, um, I look back on the person I dated before my husband and my husband now, and it's like, I'm with the person that I needed to be with. You know, an individual who understood my role, even in college, knew the calling that was on my life, knew the role that I would one day play um, in the kingdom and 
even though he didn't understand where he fit into all of that, mm -hmm. he was very respectful of Absolutely. my call, you know, and that is something that I definitely am, admire about my husband. Um, because I always say, you know, sometimes we look at the materialistic things, um, you know, had I married the other person, maybe I would have had a bigger house. Maybe I would have been driving a Mercedes. Maybe I should, I would have been doing all these other things, but I feel that at the end of the day, I would be empty because I wouldn't be doing what I was called to do, you know? Right. And I think in the season of singleness, you have to, um, know what, what, what is your, um, priority you know and what it, you you gotta when you're dating or, or looking to date someone you know what are your non-negotiables that's what i was looking for Absolutely. um because when i was you know in you know transitioning out of that that relationship and i was you know on the floor on my prayer rug praying to god and saying i will never be in a relationship again unless it's god ordained i said the next person that i date needs to be the person that i marry because i went through so much heartache and heartbreak um, in that first relationship that I didn't want to go through it again, you know? Um, and I remember I had my non-negotiables and my, one of my non-negotiables was I needed to marry someone who understood my call and who was going to be by my side Absolutely. in the call. And honestly, I didn't see that coming to fruition until, um, like later, like maybe the, after the first year of marriage, you know? Um, but I knew that there was the, um, like that my husband knew the word of God, you know what I mean? And that was very, very important because how could you lead if you don't know, you know? That's right. So I'm very, very proud of you for you, you know, realizing, Hey, if you can't, if you don't understand where I'm going, then I can't, we can't, we can't go there. You know what I mean? Absolutely. We cannot continue. Um, and I think that as time progresses, you will know and you will understand, Hey, this is the reason why it didn't work out. Absolutely. Yeah. And I have a few principles I just want to jump in and, and share. Mm -hmm. One of the principles that have kept me in my singleness is one that I learned from the story of Ruth. Now, I know the story of Ruth has been so exhausted, but I just want to share this, mm -hmm. that Ruth, um, when she moved in with her mother-in-law, one of the things that she focused on after the move was work. Mm-hmm. She went into the fields and she was working. Mm -hmm. She was not looking for another relationship. She was not trying to focus on, on her, on like on, on her outward beauty and how to build. She was focused on how can I build something that will last mm -hmm. for my home. And every day she came home, she made sure she came home with enough. She worked till the end of the day that mm -hmm. she could come home with something substantial to sustain her home. That's been one of the, my principles, one of the first principles that I've been focusing on during my singleness, um, building my ministry, building my brand, building my business, making sure that I have something stable because mm -hmm. who's to say that I am probably not going to get into a relationship in another decade. Right. I have to make sure that I maintain myself and I sustain myself in this period of time, however long that it may be in my singleness, so that I don't have to depend on another individual yes. to help me to maintain and to sustain myself financially, emotionally, physically, but I can do it for myself. Yes. The second principle that has helped me in my singleness, I would say is from the story of Mary. Mm -hmm. um, Another story of Mary is she was already engaged, you know, of course, with an arranged marriage. But what I loved about it is it was an angel that came to her and said, you are blessed and favored among women. Mm -hmm. that in, in your time, as you are in preparation to marry, as you're in preparation, you know, for courtship, you have to have a revelation of God as to who it is that you are. Mm. Very good. And so it was because of my personal revelation of who I am. That's what has kept me in my singleness. Because there are many people who lose themselves as they are single because they're trying to identify themselves with their next relationship. Yes. Whereas 
it's a revelation from God that will keep you and sustain mm. you in your singleness now so that, okay, I know who it is that I am. God says that this is who I am. This is what I'm going, he's going to be doing with my life. These are the, these are the, the, the principles that he wants me to live by. So now I am preoccupied by making sure that I please God and that I, I live up to the revelation that I was given. Mm. So you can find yourself not happy. You know, you find yourself not being so um, overwhelmed with the idea of I am alone. Mm. But you understand the difference of you understand the difference between being alone and being single. It mm-hmm. means two different things. Yes, you can be single and not be alone. Mm. You understand? Yes. Meaning, you can be single, but you are grounded. You mm-hmm. are set. You have your goals. You know your plans. Um, you understand who you are and you are not dependent on another person. You're not lonely, but you understand that you're just single. Yes. Um, and so that's, a, that's the second principle that I learned. And the third principle that I learned, of course, is from the, is from the woman of God, Deborah. And I love her. I identify myself with her. Now, the, the difference with Deborah is she is married. So notice that I gave you three different examples. I gave mm-hmm. you the example of a single woman, or if you want to be more exact, a widow. Um, I gave you the example of a young lady who's engaged to be married. Mm-hmm. And I'm giving you the example of a married woman, Deborah. The, the scripture takes the time to make sure it tells us that one, she was married. Mm-hmm. Two, she was a prophetess. Mm-hmm. And three, she was a mother to a nation. Mm-hmm. It, we have to be able to understand what our roles are in the different seasons of our lives. Yes, yes. And that's what I've been focusing on during this time. You understand? Yes. I, I realized that the relationships I had gotten into, they were premature. Mm-hmm. I was looking for something that I was not ready for. Wow. And so when I began to realize that I was trying to be someone that I was not ready to be yet mm-hmm. in a premature season, I had to readjust my focus. I had mm-hmm. to adjust my mindset and say, okay, who am I supposed to be right now? Mm-hmm. What is the revelation of God in my life for me now? Mm-hmm. And how can I fulfill that? You understand? Wow, yes. so I love Deborah because the Bible, t- the Bible explains those three roles that she fulfilled and she did them well. Mm-hmm. And, they never interlapped. They never crossed paths. It tells you that she was a respectable wife, meaning she did not bring the affairs of the church and the affairs of her of her career or anything into the home. Mm-hmm. She was the husband's wife. Mm-hmm. When she was judging the people, she was judged them. Yes. When she had to be the mother, when she had to be the caregiver, the nourisher, she was that. And when she had to be the warrior, when she had to be the general of the army, mm-hmm. she was that. Mm-hmm. And she knew how to change her hats and she knew how to change her garments. Yes. I want to be that kind of a person where I'm able to recognize in the season that I'm in, what hat am I supposed to wear? What garments am I supposed to carry? Mm-hmm. And how can I effectively walk in that revelation? Yes. Of who God says I am in this season. And I believe only then will we be effective in the season that we're in. Yes. If you're in the season of waiting, you need to fi- figure out who am I right now? Who mm-hmm. am I supposed to be? Who am I supposed to touch? What am I supposed to accomplish? What am I supposed to do? Then you won't have time to worry about who you're not and who's not next to you and what you're lacking and what you're missing because you're too focused on building yourself up rather than tearing yourself down. You're uh-huh. too focused. You're focused on, on, on the things that make you who you are rather than the things that seem to um, lack in your life. You mm-hmm. know, so mm-hmm. those are the three principles that have helped me and that are still helping me. Um, because I'm still on that journey. I'm, I'm not where Mary was. You know, she was engaged to be married. Mm-hmm. I am in that single space, you know, where Ruth is. I'm in that single space, you know, where Esther was in preparation for. Mm-hmm. And that's an, I'm going to give y'all four and I'm done. My fourth example <laughs> in the story of Esther, mm-hmm. what I love is it was her surroundings mm-hmm. that prepared her for the position she was about to see. Wow. Yep. 
We need to make sure that we are careful about who it is that we keep close to us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Who do we allow to speak into our lives, into yes. our atmosphere, into our future? I feel this thing. I just love the Yes. I, 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 listen, I absolutely believe that Esther had a strong foundation. Mind you, understand that Esther came from a broken family. She mm-hmm. came from, um, she was an orphan. Her mother and her father was not in her life. They had been, um, um, she was an orphan. She was raised by her, uh, um, her, uh, is, was it her uncle? Um, yes. Her, um, uh, she was raised by her uncle Mordecai, and he was the one that was her voice of reason. And if if we want to dig a little deeper, Mordecai is also a type of the Holy Spirit. He was that voice that spoke to her, that guided her, that helped her, mm-hmm. that saved her. And when it came time for her to separate from that voice, for her to grow in her independence, she ended up in the palace in preparation to be queen. Mm-hmm. And who was the next voice of reason? Who was the next person to help her? It was the eunuch, the head eunuch of the, of the, of the palace. And in that time of preparation, she was being beautified. Yeah. She was going through all these different um, experiences. She was doing all these different treatments for her skin, for her hair, mm-hmm. for her body, so that she could with, she could be outwardly presentable. But Mordecai, Mordecai's role was to make sure that she was inwardly. There, yes. Yes. So we have to understand that in this season of in this season of singleness, not only should we preparing, be preparing ourselves externally, making sure that we look right, we eat right, we, we, we dress ourselves up, we go out, we have fun, you know, we care for ourselves, but we have to also make sure that our emotional health is intact, yes. our spiritual health is intact. We have to be ready because that one night with the king is definitely coming, but you need to be ready. Mm-hmm. There, prepare in the word you prepare by studying you do what you've got to do so that when the night comes you're chosen and the beauty of it is you will always be chosen okay (laughs) okay Okay. that's the beauty of it yeah at the end of our story because because you know who your daddy is Mm -hmm. at the end of the day you are always chosen yes Girl, you teaching good. Listen, sis. you need to you need to write a book just on what you just said in the past Listen. five ten minutes. <laughs> this won't be recorded, so you can refer back to it later. All right, sis. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So next question, um, and you kind of hinted towards this, but how do you weed out the men that approach you? that you know, you know, it won't last, or they're not the one, they're not fitting, I hate to use the word the one, but, you know, mm-hmm. they're not, you know, fitting the criteria um, that you may have set. Um, how do you weed those type of gentlemen that approach you? How do you weed them out? Like, how, do you, like, what is your checklist to be like, oh, I don't think this is going to be it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's an amazing question because we don't actually take the time to really think about that sometimes, you know, um, once we see the young man, he, he looks really good. He's handsome. Um, you know, you kind of just want to jump in and say, well, maybe this might be it, you know? Um, but I want to encourage that you actually have your questions. You say, okay, these are the things that I'm looking for. You have to have them somewhere so you can look at them all the time. So you don't forget, cause then you'll end up in a relationship where you are infatuated about this person because mm-hmm. they're saying all the right things. They're doing all the right stuff. And here you are infatuated and all of those things have just gone out the window. And now you come to a point in a relationship where it's too late to ask certain questions. You've already Mm -hmm. gotten in so deep, you know? So I would say before you even, before the infatuation stage even steps in, start asking those questions off that. That's what I do. Mm -hmm. I start saying, hey, so, you know, do you you love the Lord? Let me stop playing. (laughs) 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 Sorry, not sorry. But seriously, do you you love God? Okay, yeah, I love God. All right. Well, you know. You don't love God? What's wrong with you? Hello, come through Mary Mary, Erica Campbell. Amen. (laughs) Um, yeah, so I actually ask questions off that. I both, I will turn into a private investigator, you know, top of the line, high tops and everything. Listen, Sherlock Holmes on your behind. I'm going I to cannot. Instagram. 
I'm looking you up on Google. Listen, I'm going to find out who you are and what you did last summer. Okay. Do I sound, do I sound a little scary? Do I sound a little scary? <laughs> <laughs> No, but I'm really going to ask questions. But I'm a, I'm a person who's very sweet. I, I love friendship. I love to talk to people. So I will encourage the conversation. But once I start realizing that you're kind of dry and certain things that, that mean something to me, um, are, you're not, you know, don't really, there are certain responses that aren't satisfactory to, to what I'd like, um, as far as maybe religion, faith, um, things that I enjoy, hobbies, um, you know, if, if it's, if it's kind of falling flat, then I'm just like, it's not going to work mm-hmm. based off of how you show up on my DM. Oh, <laughs> They be hitting you in the DM, sis. Slide in the DM, sis. As <laughs> soon as they slide, I go check profile. <laughs> <laughs> A mess. What do you like? What don't you like? I mean, f- social media tells you everything you need to know about a person. It's very true. Little do they know that everything about their lives are tracked on social media. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you can find out a lot about a person before you even respond. Yes, definitely. Which you, you, you know, I mean, it kind of takes away from that interaction, the physical interaction, that actual conversation. But those are my things. I have my question. I know what it is that I'm expecting off that. But I just like to ask myself to figure something out. And if a person's too serious, you can't be with me. Oh, like, yes. <laughs> Because you like to laugh. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I giggle at anything. So if you can't yes. hit me, it's a problem. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. And and because, you know, you have that personality, you need someone who's very understanding, who is relaxed. They may not be a joker like you, but they're relaxed. You know right. what I mean? They might get offended if I start chuckling at something that they feel is serious. You yes. Got- Yes. So it doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, for the fellows that may be listening out there who may be, you know, interested in my sis, you don't got to be, you know, super serious. You don't got to be a joker either, but you know, be relaxed. We don't need to wear a tie every day. (laughs) Yes. We relax. Um, So what are some things that you do to keep pushing in this season um, of singleness? Well, I make sure that I stay busy, but you know, a healthy busy. Mm -hmm. Um, so I enjoy taking engagements, you know, going to, to, to lead worship at different uh, ministries, speaking. Mm-hmm. I enjoy mentoring. Um, I enjoy event planning. Mm-hmm. Um, I write. Um, I do a lot of lives on my social media because, um, I, like I mentioned earlier, I'm a prayer strategist, so I love to pray. Um, what, what are some things that I do for fun? I love to travel. Mm-hmm. Um, I, of course, who doesn't love binge watching on their favorite TV shows? Okay. I love what else do I? Oh, I love everything beauty. So I love beauty products. I love um, doing hair. I love makeup, nails. Mm -hmm. Um, I love, you know, doing things that making sure that I take the time to do things that I enjoy. Yes. Top of making sure that I organize myself to do the things that I'm also called to do and that the things that I'm also obligated, you know, to do. So those, you know, making sure that I stay busy and, um, making sure that I'm always looking forward to the next best thing, the next activity, the next event, the next opportunity. You know, what can I do more? How can I push myself further to be better than I was yesterday? Yes. So those kinds of things kind of help me um, stay afloat, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, and making sure that I have a really good support system. Um, I always reach out to my friends. I have a group of friends that keep me laughing, that pray for me. My sis, Danielle, is part of that group. Hey, from Miami, yes. <laughs> um, also, I, I, I have a really close-knit family, so mm-hmm. we're always together. We're always talking. We have our own little family chat. Um, you know, so I have different things that I make sure that are active in my life, um, different outlets um, that I have so that if ever I find myself in a situation where, you know, I need to speak to someone or anything, I'm not lacking that. Yes. I have people available, you know, and who are there for me. And I thank God for every one of them. Um, all of the people that God has placed in my life for different areas and different times and different seasons in my life, God has placed people there to, to keep me. So I know that I'm well sustained and I'm well kept in this season. And when the time comes for Mr. Man to show up, I know wherever the sea needs to be split, it will be split and homeboy will come 
right down the aisle. Okay. To take that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So the final question I have for you is, what advice would you have for those who are in this season of singleness? And especially um, for those who may have been in it for quite some time. That's an amazing question. Hopefully we can refer back to those four principles that I gave. Yes. Yes. Um, to that question. Um, and then in conclusion, what I would say is you have to know who you are. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to do a self-assessment. What, why was I created? Mm. What am I here for? And how can I effectively accomplish that here on this earth? Because you were not created to be a wife. Right. Life doesn't stop once you get married. Mm. You know, life is, life doesn't stop there. There's a continuation. It's a continuation. It's, you're still going to be facing different seasons and different times. Yes. Um, so, you know, taking it, I would say take it day by day uh-huh. as well. You know, enjoy where you are now mm-hmm. while you are aspiring to be who you want to be tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Don't let what your future plans drown you from enjoying today's reality. Wow. Yep. Very good. Yes. So Jerielle, thank you so much for being part of this week's podcast. How can uh, the listeners connect with you? Well, first off, Danielle, thank you so much for allowing me to be a part of this amazing movement that you're doing. I believe that there are so many women uh-huh. who have already and who will be encouraged by this movement. I, I applaud your ten- tenacity. I applaud your boldness um, to actually step out and talk about infertility. Uh-huh. And, and I love the flip side of it as you're speaking about being fertile. As yes. Well. Yes, yes. In different ways. It's amazing. So I I commend you for that, sis. Thank you so much. For those of you who are watching, um, you can follow me on social media. Um, I am on Facebook, Instagram, and Snapchat, all under the same tag, Jeriel Prudent, J-E-R-I-E-L-E-P-R-U-D-E-N-T. You can also visit my website, jerielprudent.com. I... Look forward to connecting with all of you all. And thank you in advance for hitting that follow like button. I'm also on YouTube. Yes. Very all prudent. Awesome. And we have an upcoming masterclass that we're doing. Yes. Together. So excited about that. Yes. And <laughs> it's called, it's called the crossover. Um, and so, um, I wanted to be sure we, I I put it in the show notes last week, but I wanted to talk about it briefly on this podcast because I have um, Jeriel on here and um, it will be five sessions and we're going to take you basically from planning a trip to takeoff. Um, So getting to your destination um, from start to finish, we're going to take this journey with you to help you cross over. Um, and this will be recorded. And so I know that December can be a a busy time for people, people traveling or what have you, but, um, the content will be recorded for those who may be traveling, um, and may miss a week, but I wanted to, um, first give the URL to, uh, to the listeners if they would like to sign up and then uh, give Gigi an opportunity to speak about it um, and and maybe speak a little bit more in depth of what we're going to cover. So to sign up for this masterclass, it's the URL is very simple to remember is um, crossover masterclass dot RSVP dot com. And I'll also put it in the show notes so that if you click the notes for this episode and future episodes, you'll just be able to just click it and go to the page and um, register. So Gigi, what else would you like to add about this masterclass? 
Well, I'd like to add that if they still don't know what this is all about, I'm glad that they're wondering. Yes. This is a virtual masterclass that's designed to challenge the thinker, inspire the dreamer, empower the visionary, and equip the builder for a successful crossover into your next season. So if that's you, if you fall under any one of those categories, you need to click on that link and register for this masterclass. We will be dropping nuggets and gems that you do not want to miss out on. We're getting ready to go into the next decade of our lives. So whatever it is that you do between now and December December 31st will determine the trajectory of the next 10 years of your life. Do you want to see a difference in in the way that you attack or you approach your business, your relationships, Mm -hmm. your plans, your dreams, and your vision? Do you want the strategies that you can implement that can help you accomplish what you want to accomplish? Do you want to see a a breaking of old cycles and and starting new cycles of success and freedom and breakthrough, you need to sign up for this course. We're going to empower you. Not only are we going to give you biblical principles, we're going to give you practical strategies that you can apply to real life. I can't wait to see you get on this journey with us. It's the crossover. So excited. Um, we've been talking about this for quite some time. Yes. And we finally have come together to do this. So I'm super excited to see this come into fruition and am excited to pour into uh, those who are, are going to participate. Um, any last words before we close out? I'm excited about your future. Oh. it is that you are right now. Yes. I want you to know that I'm excited about your tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Things may not look as bright as you'd like them right now. You might be in a relationship you're not sure how to break out of. You may be in a season of singleness and you're not even sure what tomorrow may bring. You're wondering whether or not you're desirable, whether people think you're pretty or not, whether people are, are noticing you. I want you to know that wherever it is wherever it is that you are now, you are a day away from where you used to be, yes. and you're a day closer to who you're going to become. Mm-hmm. So don't beat yourself up about where you are now. And if you feel comfortable in where you are now, it's even better because that means that you're looking forward to a bright future. Every one of you listening to me on this podcast right now, I want you to know that I'm excited about your future because you're a day closer to the greatest you you will ever be yes come on sis oh you saw that flow <laughs> I right. found that oh. <laughs> I found that <laughs> all right so thank you everyone for uh, listening to this episode of the infertility podcast um, as I always close out I encourage you guys to subscribe so that you are aware when a new podcast drops And I appreciate your support and look forward to the next episode. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Infertility Podcast. Be sure to connect with me via social media. You can find me on Instagram at I am Danielle Joseph or on Facebook, Master Mentor and Minister. Or you can visit my website, which is www.iamdaniellejoseph.com. Thanks so much for tuning in.